the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. The CPI swoon didn't last very long, did it? Tuesday, we got the news that consumer price indexes notched a small gain on a month-to-month basis. On a year-to-year, they were still down dramatically. But on a month-to-month, it was a small gain. And I got people thinking, okay, this is not going to be a straight line, but still dropping is the overall trend. I think that's what Wall Street grabbed onto yesterday, that Russell 2000 was up 2.4%. It was a big win-win day. I'm just surprised at how unloved the Russell 2000 and the S&P mid-cap 400 are when you have days where um, it just, I'm just, I'm surprised at how unloved they are as indexes. And it tells me at some point in time, 2024, 2025, 2026, there's going to be some wild out performance, but on days of action, it seems to flow into the mega cap seven, so to speak. Maybe minus Tesla. Tesla's not doing very well this year. So this morning we saw retail sales declined eight tenths of percent month over month. That was in the month of January. Followed downwardly revised four tenths of percent increase in December from six tenths to four tenths. So December was weaker than expected. So it was revised lower. And January was saw a decline. Now, ultimately, that's a good thing in the world of what will the Fed do next? You're seeing some cooling in retail. There's no doubt about it. Initial jobless claims for the week ending February 10th decreased 8,000 to 212,000. Key takeaway on that report is the low-level initial claims support an economy operating in growth mode. So on one hand, we see retail sales decline and we're like, things are getting weaker. On the other hand, we have jobs, which is interesting because you are seeing big job cuts at tech companies. And big job cuts across the United States, and you're not, they're not showing up in first-time unemployment claims like you would expect. Don't you wish we had a one-handed economist? Because on one hand, the retail sales were weakening. On the other hand, the initial jobless claims were uh, less than expected, i.e. a stronger labor market. We also saw some wonky data out of the February New York Empire State Manufacturing Index came in at a negative 2.4 reading. Um, that is the division line between expansion and contraction is 50. And it came in at a reading of about 43.7. So we still are contracting on our manufacturing. That means people aren't being paid to, to manufacture. They're not getting overtime. They're not doing that blue collar job. <laughs> We're on Friday at five, the bell rings and to end your shift and you go and grab a Budweiser light. When it's time to relax. Um, the Philadelphia 
<laughs> Fed index checked in at a 5.2 reading. These are really wonky numbers for the average radio podcast listener. The dividing line between expansion and contraction is zero, and it came in at a 5.2 reading reflecting an expansion in manufacturing. So the Empire State Index, New York, contracted while the Philadelphia Fed region expanded. Ah, don't you wish you could ring my neck right now? You can ring my neck, ring my neck. Um, Cisco announced big job cuts. Weakness in the stock today. Um, NVIDIA and even John Deere. So there's all sorts of weakness today, but it's really not crazy bad. Um, what do we have as far as market numbers go? You may be asking. Let's take a quick look. Uh, we got the NASDAQ in the red down one half of a percent. The S&P 500 is break even. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up one third of a percent. The outperforming index would be the Russell 2000 up 1.1%. Again, tally that money does seem to look for value on days when it's not searching out that high growth. A lot of people are starting to think maybe NVIDIA has gone too far too fast and they report numbers in the coming weeks. Some people are starting to pair their bet or hedge their bet with options. 10-year treasury sits at 4.23%. That's a little bit on the high side. We're starting to get to that four and a half area because a couple weeks ago we were at 3.9. Under 4%, It's I think it's a no-brainer to buy stocks over bonds. Four and a quarter, I can make a case for bonds over stocks. Um, still tend to prefer stocks over bonds, but I could start making the case that the income is the safer way to go. The government-sponsored guaranteed income. What else do we have to hit today? Cinderella turned 74 years old. On this day, 74 years ago, Disney Cinderella premiered in the United States. The story was selected because it had a lot of similarities to 1937 Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which was another Disney hit. I bring this up because this was the day a princess basically image was launched, right? And 74 years later, Disney sells a lot of princess costumes. And they've done very, very well keeping this woman down in the basement, washing floors, bringing her out once a year on DVD, on Blu-ray, in theaters for a limited time. They've done very well uh, bringing the labor out of the Cinderella image. Gin and Juice, got my mind on my money, on my money, on my mind. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg have collaborated on a premixed cocktail 30 years after the hit song. What took so long? Why hasn't this been in stores for years at this point in time? What else do we have? Uh, Duncan tracksuits. You saw them in the Super Bowl ad with Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady. They sold out wicked fast. Under 20 minutes. The jacket and pants each cost 60 bucks. That's pretty crazy. Uh, William Bill Post. He invented the tasty treat called Pop-Tarts. Executives asked him to figure out a toaster-friendly breakfast, and he did. He died at the age of 96. We all mourn today. Pop-Tarts are kind of a staple of life at times for everyone, right? Whether it's college or those days where your mom had to go to work before you did, went to school. You'd come home, and she wouldn't be there, and you'd be like, I think I might have another delicious sugary treat. So the retail sales dropped. Um, Again, that was a little bit tied towards cold weather, higher interest rates. Um, 
maybe a little bit of fatigue after a, a good solid Christmas season. Consumers are being cautious and price conscious. Weakness was seen in car dealerships, home improvement, sporting goods, hobby stores, clothing, electronics, and appliances. They saw month-over-month declines. Winners were restaurants and bars, department stores, grocery stores, home furnishing retailers. They saw higher spending on a month-over-month basis. Big event tonight. This is your last chance to see the big shoe. It is going to be an event in Menlo Park. It is the seven steps for retirement readiness at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park, 630 to 830. I'm going to get there around 435 and set up. It'll be a good event tied towards seven areas of your retirement that you really have to have polished and ready before you retire. Are you there yet is the big question. Taxes, income, long-term care. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. It's tonight. Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Uh, Cutoff signups will happen soon, so sign up sooner rather than later. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, February 15th in Menlo Park for a live event. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness, Thursday, February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all 7 tests? Sign up online today at robblackshow.com. Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer once laughed at the first iPhone. $500? Fully subsidized with a plan? It's the most expensive phone in the world. It doesn't appeal to business customers because it doesn't have a keyboard, which makes it not a very good email machine. Steve Ballmer was wrong, and the internet remembers it forever. The Apple iPhone went on to become one of the biggest launches of all time. One of the biggest products of all time. It wasn't the biggest launch. I'm saying that wrong. But as more capabilities were added to the phone, like GPS, people figured out cool things to do, like Ubering, setting up maps. It became quite the phone. It was no longer just a phone with basically iPod attached to it. It was much, much more. The billionaire grand dork, Mark Zuckerberg, he of the metaverse, he tried to do the same thing Steve Ballmer did and talk down a device that likely is going to have success and there's nothing he's going to be able to do about it. Zuckerberg took a digital dump on Apple's new wearable technology yesterday in an Instagram reel. Um, He said, I don't just think that Quest is better value. I think Quest is the better product, period. No chance. Um, I've used the Quest 3, and I've tried out the Apple Vision Pro, and they are worlds apart. Now, Meta's goggles start at 
Apple Vision Pro starts about 3500 Three and four people who demo the Vision Pro in the store buy. Quest doesn't have a wired battery pack and is still about a bar soap lighter than the Vision Pro. That's the biggest positive you can say at this point in time. Vision Pro's screen resolution is superior, and the eye tracking function is really, really nice. Um, the apps aren't there yet, uh, but they're slowly starting to, to roll out. YouTube said, not famously, but they recently said that they're not going to be added to the Vision Pro at this time until they see a strong enough demand number, and that's when they will. There's something called Juno, which is a YouTube app for Apple Vision Pro that just got its first update. Juno's initial launch blew my socks off. It was such a cool feeling to release an app on day one of the Apple Vision Pro and having people be so excited about it. So he's now updated it to 1.1. You can easily jump between playback speeds. You can improve video scrubbing control. Corner radius is less dramatic during video playback. When video playback controls fade out, the system grab bar now fades as it uh, could be distracting to your immersion. What's nice about that is um, it's an update already, and the Vision Pro has been out a couple weeks. So you're starting to see people who um, are developing are quick to change. Apple's developer community is better than Meta's developer community. Now, again, there's some things on the Meta that are nice, but there's nothing that um, I think you have to have. Again, augmented reality, virtual reality, are we there yet? No. The developers will figure out what works well, what doesn't. Yoga might work really, really well. Meditation might work really well. Music, uh, concerts and movies. In my house, uh, I watch way different stuff than my children do. And uh, anytime there's a new season of Black Mirror, no one wants to watch that with me because that's dad's little pet project show. And I'm fine with that. I wouldn't mind wearing a headset watching a show about people who wear headsets because there's something wonderful about it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things I want to talk about are homeowners are sitting on a ton of equity. How would you tap it wisely? Now, I consider myself wealthy, so I don't need to be tapping homes at this point in time to create more wealth. I'm pretty comfortable with my my total. If I were to die today, it would be life-changing for my children and my children's children. I did a really well, and I started with nothing, and I invested. Um, and I invested, and I invested. And oftentimes, instead of selling a stock, I would just keep it, like Microsoft and Apple and NVIDIA. And on some levels, I think I got lucky with a low interest rate environment. On some areas, I think I was smart with my understanding of technology because I grew up in the, I graduated high school in the 80s when arcades were just starting to roll out. And then they made a console and you could put an arcade in your home. I'm not saying that was the greatest day of my life. It wasn't. Um, But it's something I remember emotionally. You know, my first console. I was such a bad boy. My dad would get me uh, Atari cartridge games for the holidays. And he'd always ask me for my bike lock so he could lock them in his closet downstairs in his workroom. And I had an extra key. 
So, of course, I would go into that said room, unbox the cartridge, play the video game, put a like a back, uh, the cartridge in there that I didn't wasn't playing. I'd play the game before my dad got home from work. And uh, long story short, I'd tell him two weeks before Christmas I no longer wanted that game. <laughs> what a jerk. Now you see why my dad drank, right? Nah, I think it was because of the Vietnam. So homeowners are sitting on a near record home equity, tapping it's more costly than it has been in years as interest rates moved up. Retirees who want to downsize and pad their savings with the proceeds of their home sale are finding that condos aren't necessarily cheaper. Those who want to stay put and renovate, either by choice or because they are priced out of their next move, are encountering high rates on home equity lines of credit. The current HELOC rate is 9.27%. That's a pretty big hefty payment. I had a HELOC at 2.5% three years ago before I bought the current home that I'm in, and then I had to pay off my HELOC on the old home, which stank. Balance on home equity credit lines uh, rose by $11 billion in the fourth quarter. HELOC loans are generally variable rate, which means as the interest rates moved higher, so did your payback term, um, how much you had to pay the interest rate. Anyhow, uh, HELOCs are still out there. Do you want to use one? They're much more pricey than they used to be. Big event come out tonight in Menlo Park. The Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness. Sign up at robblackshow.com. It's 6.30 to 8.30 tonight in Menlo Park. 6.30 to 8.30. It's for people with $500,000 or more heading towards retirement. Don't want to work forever? Check out the Retirement Planning Guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. The iPhone 16. We're starting to get some leaks on some rumors. It's rumored to include a number of new AI features. Apple is allegedly prepping the phone 16 hardware upgrades to coincide with the um, new software, the iOS 18. They're Family of processors, the M4 and A18, will greatly increase the number of AI computing cores. This is a recent report said, this year will not only greatly strengthen the AI computing power of M3 and A17 to M4 and A18, but also significantly increase the number of AI computing cores and performance of new generation M4 and A18 processors, and the carrying rate of AI applications in all product lines will greatly be improved. This is a reference to iPhone's neural engine. The neural engine has features a 16-core design since iPhone 12. The neural engine has gotten significantly faster over the years, even as the core count has stayed the same. Apple says that the A17's Pro's neural engine is up twice as fast as the A16's, capable of processing up to 35 trillion operations per second. I think you're going to see a June update at the World Web Developers Conference, Worldwide Developers Conference, um, where Apple flies in, brings in, does virtual presentations for developers and gives them developer kits. And some of these are going to be tied towards AI. Some of these are going to be tied to VR, AR, and the headset. It should be the announcement that Amazon did about 
the AI capabilities of Amazon Web Services or the announcement that Google did about Bard or the announcement that Microsoft did on integrating ChatGPT into Office 365 products and search. All of those companies, Apple, Amazon, and Google, all benefited from AI announcements while Apple was quiet. Um, I do think that we're going to see a new watch this year, the 10. And I think as they go after this anniversary type of approach, I think you're going to see some sort of um, new way of measuring blood pressure. It won't be the traditional way, but it'll still tell you if you're having spikes in blood pressure that might lead to a heart attack. I'm at the age where I want that. My father had a heart attack at 53. And I'm right there. So losing weight slowly, but I'm losing it. Hopefully I don't put it back on. And if I do, I'm going to always always Olympic. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, Because that's one of the things that could take me down sooner than I want to be taken down. Elsewhere in the world of financial news, Disneyland character performers Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck are looking to unionize. I know you're saying Mickey and Donald are going to unionize. That's going to be one ugly strike. Well, it could be. Um, workers at Disneyland, including performers who play the beloved characters Mickey, Donald, and Cinderella, are looking to unionize. Disney workers are openly and powerfully invested in and loyal to Walt Disney Company and its values, so it's reasonable for them to expect the happiest place on earth to pay them fairly and prioritize their health and safety. The union would represent over 51,000 of these people. I don't know. Again, I, I wish I could explain this in a way that it makes sense to you. I'm not sure that we need a union for what essentially were high school jobs. Um, and it's interesting to note that maybe I'm, I'm a little wacky there on this one because I had a friend who was a female and she worked at Disneyland. She was like, if you ever want me to take you there, I'll show you all the places where people make out and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm good. She goes, I know where did, I know where people could do it off camera. <laughs> And what's even more interesting is she's like, yeah, I wasn't good enough looking to be a princess. And she knew it. So she knew that. They sent her away like, nope, not good enough looking to be a princess. That's pretty hard. Um, NVIDIA did something kind of interesting last night after the market. They disclosed in 13F SEC filings, which is one area where hedge funds have an advantage on you. They're scanning these filings for words like material improvement. Um, NVIDIA disclosed some holdings as a company that they've went out and bought other companies and shares of other companies like Arm Holdings, SoundHound, and NanoX Imaging. I've got a mole on my back that got larger, and it needs to be imaged for cancer. Um, I don't know what nano X imaging does cause I just heard about them yesterday, but I'm kind of betting they're in that industry. Uh, SoundHound does, uh, AI that could do impersonations of people. So that stock is up 90% today because Nvidia disclosed that they had a stake in the company. Um, so 
SoundHound does vocal recognition, AI software for vocal recognition. SoundHound has been in, around since back in 2017. And NanoX, uh, up 50%. NVIDIA has a slim stake in a company called Too Simple, TU Simple. And that company is shutting down. So not everything NVIDIA touches turns to gold. Too Simple was a self-driving technology. But if you want to take a look at SoundHound, ticker symbol is S-O-U-N, S-O-U-N, and NanoX Imaging, N-N-O-X. This is the stuff I thrive on, the type of research. Um, for me, it's... I can't dig deep enough into the stuff. Um, what else do we have to hit? Tax time for sure. Um, that's not me right now. One of the things I talk way too much about are couples navigating the money maze. And I promise I'm going to do some stuff for single people in dinks. Um, but if I can go back in time to college and post-college when I started dating and seriously looking for love and a partner kind of thing, I, I had some wins and I had some loses. Um, you need, number one, need to have an action plan, in my opinion, that you review regularly. I think a healthy relationship needs to talk about money, managing separate or combined finances. That's fine. It's an action plan. Um, but I suggest you do things together because even if you're separate, there's going to be issues like who pays how much of the rent, who pays how much of the vacation, how much are you saving for retirement, how much is he saving for retirement? Are you saving together or separate? Do you tell each other about these kind of things? I say if you can't talk about these things, you shouldn't date. Who pays for date nights? Who pays for surprises? What happens if someone loses their job? I find these kind of conversations super sexy. And do they change over time? Um, my spouse came into the marriage with a job. No, she was kind of a contractor. It wasn't really a job. But then she got a job. And then she went to college again to get another degree. And then she used that degree in a job. And then she had kids and kind of got out of the workforce. Let's just say that college education wasn't worth it. Um, I know if I say that out loud, divorce city, right? Uh, but those are important questions and thoughts that people should have and questions for each other. The next thing are the three C's. First, you have an action plan. Are you going to be separate or combined? You have to talk about things. Second, you need to, the three C's, communicate, communicate, communicate. You can't feel slighted. You can't feel taken advantage of. You can't let the other person feel slighted or taken advantage of. So I like to, once a month, go over, yeah, we're looking good financially. No, we're, we're spending too much. It doesn't have to be a big update. Once a year when I'm doing my taxes, I give the big update. I guess that's kind of cliche, huh? Because that's when I'm pulling out my mortgage statements. That's when I'm pulling out my investment statements. That's when I'm pulling out the taxes that we paid. And once a year, I, I present this as the State of the Union, financially speaking. Um, she doesn't care. 
364 days of the year, but that one day she acts like she cares. Um, I think you should set priorities in a budget. Um, I have a kid who's in a private high school that I'm shocked at how much it is. He can go to public high school and my taxes help pay for that, right? And I pay a lot in taxes. But the private school is over $50,000 a year. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say how much it is. But he's thriving. He's on a sports team. He's loved. He's safe. He's got A's and B's. Um, small classes. He and I both have a dyslexia issue, and um, he's thriving. It's nice, really nice to see. Anyhow, anyway, couples need to talk, because one day you're going to retire. Tonight, we're going to be doing an event in Menlo Park from 630 to 830. The seven steps for retirement readiness. If you have at least 500,000 investable assets, this event is for you. It covers taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, one of the things you get out of it is a free portfolio review where it tells you, how, are you ready or not? What are you missing? What are you doing well at? Integrating all those components into software that look at each other, you get a lot of good insights. Tonight, Menlo Park, Stanford Park Hotel, 630 to It's free. Sign up at Rob Black Show, the seven steps retirement readiness, 630 to 830 tonight, Show.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Well, oftentimes people ask me what analysts I read, um, what research I partake in, and what websites do I like. I take websites with a grain of salt. But one of the better ones, if you want to learn tech, is techmeme.com. Techmeme.com. Um, there's so much crazy information there. And it's just an aggregator of news. So, um, I endorse within reason. Um, know, to, know that some news is going to be written by a 21-year-old college student. Some's going to be written by a computer. Some's going to be written by a 50-year-old man who's been in business for 30 years. Some of those sources are better than others. One of the reasons I don't have a lot of guests on is I don't trust a lot of guests. I used to do a national show where, yeah, I, I did interview Bill Clinton. That's kind of cool. I did interview Peter Lynch. Um, greatest investor of all time, some people would say. Kelly um, Ripa was the guest that made me the most nervous. But what I didn't like was when I would have people on that would talk about real estate and stocks and investing. It always felt like some of their knowledge was different like golden clay that to divide is not to take away um it was problematic one of the things i talked about earlier in the show was home equity lines of credit i'm a big fan of never paying off a home it's real simple why and i know this goes against everything your mommy and daddy taught you my great grandmother lost the farm and at the bank, well, back when your parents and grandparents lost the farm, it's because loans were callable. So you go back to the 1920s and 1930s and people would take out a loan on a farm and then the economy goes bad and the bank says, you know what, we need that cash back. So if they lent you $100,000 and you had 10 years to repay it, they suddenly said, we need it next month or we're taking the farm. And most people didn't have money to pay it back. Now loans aren't callable. Mortgage loans. 
So there has to be a mental approach that's different. If I have a $1 million home, I'm using that number because it's nice and round. It loses 3% a year to inflation. So that $1 million home loses buying power of 3% of the, the money inside. That's a lot. That's too much for me. So inflation's going up in cars and sodas and healthcare and drugs. Stuff that one day I want to sell my home and take that equity out of the house and buy things like healthcare and drugs, right? To keep me alive. Long-term care. To have a nurse come change my diaper. Um, and in a home, it just it, everything depreciates. It goes down 3%. Inflation eats away at it. The home will go up or down in value if you pay off the mortgage or not. So typically, when I get down to my final 50 to 20% left on the loan, that's when I take a home equity line of credit out and I go and put that money somewhere else. Or I go and refinance the mortgage and take out $400,000 or $300,000 and I put it down on another property. Uh, Again, there's risk in that. There's no doubt about it. And when interest rates are low, there's a lot less risk. And when interest rates are high, there's a lot more risk. But I look at the biggest risk of having a home that's paid off for. I I cringe when people tell me that and they're all proud because I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm about to bust your bubble. I'm sorry. You're losing that $1 million, $30,000 a year to inflation buying power. And then the next year, the same thing because inflation averages two to 4%, right? So I'm just going to say three in this example. I don't like being the bearer of bad news, but I do do it every time I see it. Every time I see someone use a debit card, I go, I hate to tell you this, but you really should use a credit card because everything in your debit card, if it's stolen, it's gone forever. If you go to a gas station, put in one of those swipers, and someone has swiped that uh, your card, stolen it, and you have ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. That's all gone. They can take every single penny of it, and the bank owes you nothing because it's debit. If it's credit, you're on the hook for maybe fifty bucks. And with a debit, you don't get any sort of rewards. Yes, you're only spending your cash. I get it. And credit can get you into a lot of trouble if you're not a big, big boy and paid off every month. I'm a big boy and I pay off my credit card every month. And what do I get for it? 2% back in cash or 4% off of my phone bills or 3% off my vacations, hotels and flights. With a debit, zero. Zero point zero. Now, Congress should change that, in my opinion. But they, they... Will they have the, if they do that, the airline industry is going to be really upset because the airline credit cards give you things back, rewards, and that's how they get loyalty. Otherwise, it's just a big bus in the sky and everyone would realize that. For the record, I use my points on a regular basis, maybe every three months, because every now and then credit card points do evaporate. Companies say, you know what, instead of using 100 points to fly round trip to LA, we're going to charge you 150 points. So they devalue their own currency. Just something to think about, okay?
Oh, let's take a look at the stock market, shall we? One. Interesting. Airbnb was hit yesterday, but today they recovered all of it. Don't know the story. I'll have to look it up. Yesterday, there was some concern that growth in travel is moderating. Today, I don't know what the story is because I've been on air. Take a look. Um, I don't think they're going to be added to the S&P 500 anytime. So like, there's some, there's some things that I don't think it is. But uh, I'll find out. These are things that I do for a living. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Come out tonight for the seven steps of retirement readiness at the Stanford Park Hotel. I'm going to get there around 4.30, set up and grab a bite to eat. It's a long drive for me because I'm coming from Marin, but it's in Menlo Park, California, 6.30 to 8.30 with CFP Chad Burton. Tonight, the seven steps for retirement readiness. This is the last time we're doing this event this year, I believe. Um, sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com tonight in Menlo Park. See you there. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, February 15th in Menlo Park for a live event. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness, Thursday, February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all 7 tests? Sign up online today at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.